Living from your divine heart is energizing, empowering, exciting, exhilarating. And there are three mantras or beliefs that you can start incorporating into your consciousness now to help shift your vibration so that you're living more in alignment with your divine heart energy. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to Modern Life and Spirit Podcast. This is Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium at SedonaMedium.com. And hello, I am Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten. I hope that wherever you are, wherever you're listening today, that you just take a moment before we even start just to take a deep breath, to come into your heart space, to make sure that you've arrived. I think so much of our day is really spent in rushing from place to place or thing to thing. And, you know, there's a part of us in our to-do list and a part of our mind doing something else while we're simultaneously physically doing something else. So before we even go further with heart opening, step one is to just be here, to be present, to have arrived in this moment. And even just that simple act of arriving brings a greater depth of peace. It brings a a sense of my energy is here. And I think this is so important for empaths also is make sure that your energy is here because you can be having tremendous stress happening because you're physically doing one thing, but your mind is doing all these other things and you're absorbing that stress, bringing it into what it is that you're doing. So now that we have arrived, today we're going to talk about some heart-opening mantras. And really, these are more like belief systems. There are beliefs that we have that open our heart, that help us to connect with our higher self, that help us to live in the best way possible, that help us to be more in alignment, to be more present with the spirit world. And then there are heart-closing statements and heart-closing beliefs and the things that have limiting ideas and limiting, you know, thought cascade that rolls through our life at times. And so we're really going to be focusing today on just three belief systems, three ideas to implant within your consciousness and refer back to over and over and over again so that you're raising your fundamental vibration, that you're finding more peace in your life, that you're creating a wave of love and compassion through your life that's affecting others, and that's also helping you to live your highest and best intuitive version of yourself. I think as we learn to open our heart more and work more in our heart center and in the heart field, we do feel a greater sense of connection with other people, Mm -hmm. with higher energy sources, with just this process of being alive. Mm -hmm. And when we close our heart, we feel disconnected. We feel Mm -hmm. unconnected with life and with other people and our compassion and our empathy for what goes on outside of our physical body. So I think it's very helpful and very healthy to work on 
bringing your heart centers alive and mm-hmm. bringing that openness and that open feeling to help you feel more engaged in life. I agree with that. But part of it, I think, is our mind is programmed to view the world through scarcity, through lack, mm-hmm. through fear. And we have to you know, intentionally reprogram that. But our heart connected with that heart energy is about openness. It's about connecting. It's about abundance on a deeper level. So anytime we're opening our heart, we're really moving in the right direction for manifestation, for deeper levels of connection with others. I'm going to introduce each of these heart opening beliefs, and we'll just kind of identify them and maybe briefly share about them before we get to the next one. But I want to say that if this is something that you want to dive deeper into, we kind of touched on one of these in an episode called Following Your Excitement. And we explained, like, what does that mean to follow your excitement? Because a lot of times people get confused about what excitement actually is. They're identifying it with an emotional state. And so I encourage you to implement this, at least one of these heart-opening mantras at a deeper level to please listen to episode number 21, which more specifically explains following your excitement. Before we get started, I do want to share the origin of these mantras. My friend Michael Hamilton, who lived here in the Sedona area and really did a lot of uh, interesting work on some higher dimensional principles who has since transitioned and is working from the other side, was the origin for a set of heart-opening mantras and belief systems. We had so many conversations around all of these, but I want to give credit where credit is due here and share that these three are coming from heart-opening mantras from him. Absolutely. We all need those people in our life that really have us look at the world in a different way, that live their truth, that walk their walk. And he was really one of those people for me that I appreciated and admired. You know what? I guess I should say to begin with that I'm going to put these on our show notes. (laughs) So these are a little bit longer than what you might typically think of with a mantra. So you can reference and print these out if you'd like to using the show notes. So just check out the link wherever you're listening to the podcast. All right, so let's start with the first one. I am acting in my divine heart's highest excitement, joy, and passion without attachments or expectations. So right off the bat, when you first hear that statement, what's your reaction? What does that make you feel? And then question why you feel a certain way about it. Where does that touch you? Where does that reach you? Do you immediately say, no, I'm not doing that? Or do you say, yes, I am working from that place? Because I've worked with this one in particular, this one feels very freeing to me. I feel a sense of relief of being able to rest from expectations, to be able to rest from hopes and ideas and wants and desires and the more, more, more mentality of being able to just set that aside, that the focus is, What's my reaction? How am I responding to things moment to moment without getting into I'm doing it because I want this? You know, it's getting out of that idea so I can be really present for the experience as it presents itself. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this mantra and why 
for me, I feel like it's so freeing. So a lot of times when people think about intuitive direction, they get a hit from spirit of, I need to go do X, Y, Z. And it's coming in really strong. They know, they get that feeling, I know I need to do X, Y, Z. So they finally get up the courage to do what it is that maybe they were directed to do, and it doesn't turn out how they expected it. So maybe spirit is like, you know, it's time to make a shift or it's time to make a job change. And they're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to make this job change. And because I'm being directed, it's going to be this, you know, amazing experience. Everything's going to work out. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to do all these things. When that's an expectation. Yeah, Actually, expectations, a lot of exactly. a lot of times what's happening is it's helping you move along the path. And that experience may be what totally blows your heart open and op- you know, opens things up for you and it takes you to where you need to go. Whether that's aligning with a career that is the true path for you, right. whether it is becomes a stepping stone for the next job that is the thing that just is what brings joy and and peace and a sense sense of fulfillment into your life. But just because you get a no or you follow the path and you get a no or you get this, you know, XYZ happens, it doesn't mean that you were wrong. It simply means that you were being directed to do this to take help take you to the next step. Sometimes we just have to take one step so we can get to the next one. It creates a lot of confusion in our minds when we're like, well, everything's supposed to work out perfectly, right? I get this message, and then I do this, and then it's supposed to work out just just like this. But that's our expectations. That's our attachment. In the big picture, when we pan out, it does lead us in that direction. It does lead us to that path. But we can't put so much weight on all of my happiness rides on this moment. All of my happiness rides on this expectation and this result that's happening out there. Instead, it's like this is part of the journey, and the journey is taking us along this path, and we can't get so hung up on the result other than to just be in the moment, be with our presence, and follow the guidance, because the guidance, our soul path, is going to take us exactly where we need to go. The perfect place for you, the perfect recipe for your awakening, the perfect recipe for your expression of divine abundance and highest self and true living love and your personal medicine out into the world, it's going to personally lead you to that. But you have to let go of of all the extra stuff, all the extra stories that you're putting around the decision as you make it moment to moment about, well, if it was the right thing, it's going to look like this. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, if I did what I was supposed to do, it's going to look like this. And it's so much bigger than that. And it's really freeing when we can be in that place of, I'm responding to everything that comes up to my feelings, to my impulses, to the intuitive information that I receive in this moment. And that is leading me along the journey. And it doesn't have to look like, you know, that person doing exactly what I want them to do or this thing looking exactly like this. Because that's just not how it works. My job is to be present in making those decisions for the journey, which has the big payoff at the end. The key there in this statement comes from the place of my divine heart's highest excitement, joy, Mm -hmm. and passion. I think when you're putting those expectations on it, that's coming from your mind, Mm -hmm. not from your divine heart. Your divine heart knows the plan. Mm -hmm. Your divine heart knows the amount 
of abundant love there is in all of the universe mm -hmm. and in all dimensions. And so your mind may not be aware of that. Yeah. And so if you're putting the expectation on it, you are limiting what your divine heart knows is true. Think about no matter what chaos and ego hell <laughs> is happening in our life moment to moment, when you go into that meditative state or when you go into some sort of an altered consciousness state, whether you're just in, you've lost yourself in total joy of your passion, you're out in nature and kayaking and just, or you're looking at the sunset and something magical. It's when you achieve that altered state and you feel really connected with your higher self or really connected with the divine, that no matter what craziness is going on, there's always that feeling of how perfect and magical and beautiful this moment is and how everything is truly okay. And so when we think about the divine heart, it's a reminder, no matter what chaos is happening here, there is a peace, there is beauty to be appreciated from that perspective. That's an amazing way to look at it for sure. All right, number two. <laughs> number two in our journey through the heart. I am in joy. I am relaxed. I know that everything is working out perfectly because it is being created by my God self. I am in joy. I am relaxed. I know that everything is working out perfectly because it is being created by my God self. I love this one. Again, it's that freeing energy of being able to say, you know, my conscious self from a limited perspective wants X, Y, Z. I want it to look like this. I want it to feel like this. And, and really, we can rest with the knowledge that our higher self sees the big picture. It's doing that work. It's connected on a higher level and is guiding us to the best possible outcome, the best possible awakening, the best possible experience is unfolding right now, even if it looks like chaos, even if in the moment it looks like depression for you, even if in the moment you feel like you're in the midst of the dark night of the soul, that truly what's happening is that you can rest in the knowledge that everything is working out perfectly in the end, that your higher self is in charge. There's no way it can't be in charge. Even when our conscious self wants to circumvent all of that stuff, it's not possible. <laughs> there is a hierarchy here, and our soul self is the one that's truly in charge and collaborating and creating in this beautiful way for our highest and best results. You can almost look at that like when you have a small child and the child is playing with a toy or wants to play with a toy, but it's time for them to go do something else. And you try to get them to go do something else as a parent. And they have a fit over the fact that they think they're never going to get to play with that toy again. They think that the world is ending because they have to move on to something else. But you as the parent know that what they need to do next is important. And so they, you will get them to go do that thing. And eventually as the child matures, they begin to trust that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm protected. I'm safe. I know that I can move from this event to that event and everything is going to work out okay. But when they're small and not mm -hmm. understanding things... It's like the world is suddenly yeah. you know, shaking because they don't know 
what's going to happen next to them. They but it, to if that, that child trust. knew, like, um, we're taking the toy away so we can go to Disney World. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. we're going here. Yeah. Like, come on, get it together. Let's have a snack and let's get in the car and let's get moving. We mm-hmm. have somewhere exciting to be. We have somewhere beautiful to go, but we have to get in the car so we can go on right. the journey. And that means you have to you have to set this toy that's been really fun aside, but you don't know what wonders are coming so just get in the car. And the wise parent, which is really, you know, our soul self mm-hmm. is like, trust me, I'm taking you somewhere great. Mm-hmm. We're going somewhere amazing. If you just will let this thing go, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, don't but, be stuck there playing with that one thing. <laughs> right. There's bigger, better things ahead for you. But I love this, you know, I'm in joy and I'm relaxed being able to to let go, to just trust of, you know, my job is to just be in that place of trust, to be in that place of release and letting go and allowing these things to unfold, to be along for the journey, to watch the blossoming that's happening, to observe that without being so affected by it all the time, not putting so much weight and story upon it. So we don't have to be afraid because we are creating the world that we need. We are creating the world that's perfect for us. You are. And we're not going to create things that's terrible for us, that's awful for us in the end. In the end, there is more to that. All right, so here's our third one. And this one kept popping up for me like every day for a week. And it was so interesting. I felt like it was such good guidance for what I was going through in the time. It says, I do not dive into the darkness of others, attempting to fix someone or something. All are already perfect. That one is really powerful if you just soak that in. Can you read that again, please? I do not dive into the darkness of others, attempting to fix someone or something. All are already perfect. I think if more people would hear, especially that last line, that all are already perfect, I think that would fix a lot of the problems we have in society and around the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that recognition that, you know, if this person would just do X, Y, Z, if this person could see it my way, if this, you know, it, that brings us so much misery to try and create that level of what ends up being control. It's an expression right. of control. But really knowing that that person is showing up exactly how we need them to show up for our part of the journey. And even in their personality traits or their decisions that we don't like, that how they are doing it is perfect for our experience. That we don't have to fix it. That we don't have to dive into trying to fix it. This is also important for those people who are healers or who work in a professional capacity. So maybe you're a counselor, maybe you're a coach for other people, is that memory that you're here to show the possibilities, to open the door, to, to allow someone to see these new directions. But you can't do the work for them. You can't, you know, jump in and figure it out. And this is the way it has to be. You know, that person has to take the responsibility there. You can't fix them. Ultimately, it's about choice. That person has to choose to arise to that consciousness, to take that permission slip, to go further with it. 
So this is also about boundaries on the deeper level is you're not diving into the darkness of other people. Stop trying to fix someone or something that how they are doing it, even if you don't think it's the right way, is part of their process, is part of their journey. It's not your job to get in there and shift things around and mingle and get messy and get dirty in the whole process either. It's to support, to offer possibilities, to offer options. But know that that every person has to come to their own awakening journey as well. It's hard for many people to imagine how it is they can be supportive without trying to solve the person's problem for them. So if yeah. they see a friend struggling, then their natural response is to like, oh, I'm going to go give them advice about what they should do. Mm -hmm. But that's not real support. Real support is like what you're saying, show the possibilities of what they could do. You know, here are some options. Maybe I can support right. you and I can listen to you talk to me about what's going on in your life. I don't have to try to tell you what you should do about it, but I can listen and I can support and you can offer you know, your advice if it's asked for, but if it's not asked for, you're not there to try to fix someone's problem mm -hmm. for them. You can truly hold space for them when you aren't trying to be the fixer. Right. And that's, you know, a very powerful thing when you have those people in your life who can truly hold space for you. The revelations that come from that because you feel safe, you feel seen, you feel truly heard is very profound. But... We have to release our judgment. We have to release our judgment of that person, our idea of what right and wrong happens to be, and, you know, all of our wants and desires and connections with trying to, you know, fundamentally control other people. So here's my invitation with this one. How much freedom can you find today as you go throughout your daily interactions, as you see people, as you meet people throughout the day, just remembering that you don't need to try and fix someone or something, that everything, everyone, as it presents itself to you, is already perfect as it is. What kind of freedom can you find in releasing that judgmental side, that part of you who's always assessing and you know, thinking you know what's best? What does it feel like to really release and let go of that responsibility? Boy, that's fun. But you can hear people say, but if I do this, then this happens. If I don't do this, then this happens. And I would invite you to reassess why do you think you need to be responsible for all of that? Well, if you want to get stuck in the control cycle, you know, uh, but if I, mm -hmm. what if I just do? It always leads to a spin out, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, a little bit of control always leads to seeking more and more and more control and more decisions around control. And it never leads to happiness. It doesn't lead to peace. What does is, you know, coming into uh, our deeper level of, of highest truth. So if you go to the show notes, wherever it is that you're listening today, you'll find these three heart-opening beliefs and mantras, and I encourage you to just print them out, to really work with them, to explore what comes up. What happens when you release that responsibility for all things, the heaviness, the weight? How much more joy can you find? How much more playful spirit is there when you get out of trying to be um, you know, overly controlling <laughs> of everything. And you step out of that space and really fly into the space of freedom. What does that look like? 
as you apply these throughout the week, how does it help you to go deeper? And just a reminder, if you really want to understand following your excitement, which I encourage you to do, please go back to episode number 21 about following your excitement. It helps you understand and distinguish the difference between soul alignment and the physical sensation that happens with soul alignment versus just the idea of emotional excitement. These are two very different things, and they'll lead you into very different paths. So I encourage you to make sure that you check that out so that you can kind of take all of this to a little bit of a deeper level in your application. But as always, I want to just offer support and encouragement as you are coming into a deeper level of awakening in your life today, no matter what's going on, whether things are smooth sailing, whether they're super easy, or whether you are navigating one of your mountains and coming to the other side of that. Know that you are surrounded by love and support from the other side that you have attaboys in your corner and people who are supporting you in ways that you can't even be aware of or even know from this perception. And just be aware that when you're feeling tired, when you're feeling like ugh, exhausted <laughs> and don't want to do, have to do more to change your consciousness, that there's a beauty in the freedom, there's a beauty in the release, and there's a beauty in living truly from your divine heart. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. The information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.